This is Talking Cowboys. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com. And the official Dallas Cowboys app. First down. Jason Whitwick is in the end zone. Intercepted. Sean Lee. Huh. Touchdown. Des Bryant. Now, your hosts, Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Taylor Stern, and Rob Phillips. Welcome, everybody, on a Wednesday here at the Star in Frisco. The Cowboys are getting set to take on the Raiders for Sunday Night Football. But before we get into all of that talk, how's everyone doing today? Doing well, Tay. Doing good? Yeah. Did you have a good birthday? Yeah, it was really good. Thank you. That's you recovered? Good. Yeah, ready to roll. <laughs> ready to go? Told you like 25 years ago it would probably been a little different, but right now we're all right. A little tamer, right? Yeah, that's good. Back in the day, it wasn't so much tame, but <laughs> hey, go. you know the coolest thing is that when he did have a birthday four years ago, uh, somebody gave you a very special cake. Yeah, yeah the Sean Lee cake. That was funny. That was nice of everybody to do that. Yeah, Sean Lee showed up in his fifty his jersey, my fiftieth birthday, with a fifty cake, and so yeah, it was. It's one of the, it's one of the great things that's ever happened to me as far as like you talk about surprises and stuff like that. Cause I was just sitting down at my desk, and all of a sudden, Sean, like, hey, I heard it was your birthday, and he had this cake with the candles lit and everything, mm-hmm. and I thought that was really cool. Sean Lee, what a great guy. He is a great guy. Maybe Jalen Smith, you know? We could Maybe Jalen. Yeah. You know, maybe not Jalen, because I said they shouldn't have drafted him, so he's probably not too happy with You've me. taken that back since, though. Oh, I've, I've made some mistakes in my day. Yes. Well, the Cowboys will get set to play the Raiders this week. And before we get into that, Rob, you know, you were in Coach Garrett. He was giving a lot of updates on some of the injuries we'll be watching throughout the week. Yeah, it sounds like Orlando Scandrick's making some progress that uh, he would be involved at least in some individual type stuff today and see if he progresses from there. Doesn't sound like David Irving will practice today, maybe do some stuff on the side. Uh, coming off the concussion, but that sounds encouraging as well. So maybe as the week goes on, uh, you might see him come back as well. And and by the way, the two starting tackles, Tyron and Lyell, will not practice today. They've been managing their workload, especially on Wednesdays. But it sounds like Lyell will be back at practice on Thursday, which means he's doing better with the back that has sidelined him the last couple weeks. Yeah, did you guys get a chance to hear him on Cowboys Hour this week with Brad Sham? No, I did not. Yes. Yeah, he, Go ahead. yeah. I you know, I think Lyell Collins has such a great attitude about most things. He's a really personable guy if you've ever had a chance to be around him. You know, it was just funny. They kept teasing him the whole time, like, well, you don't practice. It was, yeah. It was just pretty funny. You know? Yeah. Obviously, that hasn't been an issue, you know, in the past two games. No, it hasn't. And that's, you know, I, I to be honest with you, uh, you know, as we – Coach Garrett always talks about he wants his guys to practice, and that's first and foremost. But it, it has been really – unique that he's been able to to miss as much I mean and you don't see busts you don't see problems with you know and maybe that's because Zach Martin is so good at his job that you kind of you know you kind of got a guy if that was somebody a, a rookie player they had a lesser player than Zach Martin there I think that you would be pushing for Lyle Collins to practice you know, and, and just because, uh, you know, that, that with Martin, you, you can get away with a lot of things over there because he'll clean up some of your mistakes yeah, if you I have think, some trouble, struggles. I think, Rob, one of your Twitter polls last week, and I think Mickey and Brian agreed, correct me if I'm wrong, but that Lyle Collins is one of the most improved players this season. Yeah, I think he won the poll. He and, did. And when you consider what Brian just said in terms of the quality of pass rushers he's faced the last two weeks when he has not been 100%, Ryan Kerrigan, Preston Smith, JPP, all those guys, 
that's some of his toughest challenges of the season, and he's played arguably his best football. I'm glad you brought up that. David Hellman, he put together a list. He said Lyle Collins draws Khalil Mack this weekend in Oakland, which is just the latest elite pass rusher he's had to face. The list of Collins' matchups features 23 combined Pro Bowl appearances, nine first-team All-Pros, and a defensive rookie of the year. Of course, JPP is on that list. Vaughn Miller, Connor Barwin, Clay Matthews, Ryan Kerrigan, Preston Smith, Justin Houston, Brandon Graham. Vic Beasley, Melvin Ingram, Joey Bosa, and of course, Olivier Vernon last week. Yeah. Welcome to right tackle. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's I thought that tough. was supposed to be the easy one. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's, that's what they say. Yeah. You know, it's funny that you say that, but nowadays it, teams, and this is, I believe, the fourth game in a row that they've played against a team that has two quality rush ins. That's a good point. Yeah. The, you know, I mean, Olivier go, started on the on yeah, I mean, opposite you, him last week. Right. You can go, you can go, I mean, People would say, okay, well, what about Vic Beasley? I, I, after Atlanta, think about all the matchups that they had where they had two legitimate pass rushers on the end. And, you know, Bruce Irvin is no slouch for the for the Raiders this week. So there's another team that will have two guys uh, that they can interchange. Sometimes you catch a little bit of a break if they try and flop guys around. But in this case, yeah, Bruce Irvin will f- go over to his side a little bit and, you know, and, and try and give him a couple rushes there. Absolutely. Now, you mentioned Skandrick. He's out there in his pads, so I don't know how much he's going to do. Right. But he had his shoulder pads on. Durant had his shoulder pads on. Uh, so, you know, maybe they're just out there to do their rehab work like they're going to practice, but at least that's a, a, a good sign. And the other guy was doing rehab stuff, and I know it's too late, but Charles Tapper was out there on the cords. Right. So he's been at least cleared to do that stuff, although they told him – he wouldn't be ready until another another month when he finally we saw yeah. him back in the locker room. It, it, Charles Tapper is another one of those. I know we're. I'll just spend a minute on it. You're seeing so many young guys play right now, and so many young guys have some success. It would have been nice to see if Charles Tapper could have been that kind of guy too. That you know they've thrown the the defensive backs out there, you know, and, and asked them to play, and they for the most part they've done a really nice job. It'd been nice to see if Tapper and and Taco and those guys, who who could have been maybe of those two, who the Taco and Tapper, who would have been the guy that, hey, going into 2018, boy, you can really count on this guy to to be your guy. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, the, another injury robbed him of that. Yeah. You know, as we talk about guys who are returning from injuries, obviously it was Sean Lee's first game back last week. And, you know, we've, we've discussed on here about the fact that he was taking some plays off, you know, kind of just – in caution, bringing him back in, easing him back in. Do you think that will still be the plan this week? I could see that. Did he take more than – took like a series series off, yeah. One series. There was full-blown panic when it happened. Yeah. Oh, everyone was like, no. And that was the plan. Yeah, Yeah. because when he goes out, like he went out in Atlanta – and it's like, oh, well, he's still got his helmet on. Because he's so <laughs> that doesn't mean with him so that intense. That doesn't mean anything. You know, I think he had his helmet on the whole time against Philly last last year when he didn't play a single snap, you know, and he knew he wasn't gonna play. So uh I that's a good point, Tay. I mean, I I could see them trying to just manage him a little bit, give him a little break here and there. Um, because it's it is an injury that he's dealt with twice now this season. I think they've allowed him to do that because Jalen Smith's actually played better. You know, maybe that's a little bit of a thought that you know what, we can give him. We have a little bit more confidence in Jalen Smith. If you, you know, you, you got Hitchens who can play either side. I mean, you can kick Hitchens out to the outside, and, and now that Jalen's playing a little bit better, you know, maybe makes, maybe makes you think, okay, we can get away with stealing maybe a series here or two. Maybe two also, though, they felt like the Giants, I mean, even though they had a, their first drive was huge, mm-hmm. they had a lot of plays, 
but they they really struggled after that to to really kind of get anything going. So you kind of you know a little bit of an opportunity to say, okay, maybe we got him backed up. We can we can take Sean Lee out here for a series and then get him back in when we need to. Yeah, I'd suggest they take him out when Oakland has the ball at their own ten yard line. That you you don't like that at all, do you? I mean, no, they, but they, if they you can that. find a, a no, place but that's to get where him I, some no, that's I, I would do it. That, I'm being that, serious that, no, about Mickey, this one. Mickey, oh, you're right about, you, I about thought, I thought Sean you, Lee. If oh, gonna, I thought you were tongue-in-cheeking it because no, they put but Richard Ash in yeah, and all those guys yeah, in. Uh, yeah. I, I, but this time, if, if you're going to cr- give them a chance <laughs> to rest, then that's where I want them resting. I don't want them resting at the 50-yard line. Yeah. So if they cross the 50, then he's back in. Yeah. You never want Sean Lee coming off the field. Yeah, but but that he, he Mickey's right. I, I I think we all see that too when those you see like Ash and those guys go out there and I'm like and all of a sudden then the ball just gets advanced to the 42 yard line and you're like, well that worked out real well. Yeah, and then here yeah. comes the reinforcement. And, 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 and then yeah, right? then they got 13 men on the field. You know, trying to get guys <laughs> off and on. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Bryce Butler, he spoke yesterday in the locker room, and he's obviously very excited to return to Oakland, his former team, where he first started his NFL career. Right. Is his foot going to be an issue moving forward, or we don't see that? Didn't sound like he was going to practice. He's out there in pads, but it didn't sound like he was going to practice. Yeah. So they would probably give him another day with that foot. You know what? The way things worked last week, and we talked about defense and numbers and all that, I know he had the foot, but this might be a little bit more about you know, we want to get some other guy. I mean, we, we need defensive guys. So it might not be Bryce Butler getting in there. And, you know, we'll see tomorrow. I mean, uh, Mickey always makes a good point about Wednesday practice, kind of take it for what it is. Thursdays and Fridays are the ones where you can, okay, the guy's going to play or not. If he's limited tomorrow, then it, this might be a situation again where they just say, you know, we're going to dress all the defensive players. We're okay with Switzer dressing what he needs to do and then just go to a, a battle that way. Yeah, Garrett said he would do something tomorrow. Yeah. So he's just looking good today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, of course, what were you going to say? No, I, I, it's a good point by them. I think Brian uh, Noah Brown, has you seen his snaps go up incrementally on offense even when, when Bryce has been healthy. So his special team's ability is kind of like Rod Smith. That enables him to get to the game. And maybe, you know, you got to make a decision with Bryce if he's not 100%. In a class where so many rookies are playing and playing significant roles on the team, having starting roles, where do you rank Noah Brown? It's a good question because I think there's some things that Noah Brown does on the positive side when you really sit down and watch the team. You watch the All-22. You see him as the point-of-attack blocker. You see him – they try to get him the ball and the waggle – uh, one time, uh, you know, where they they fake like he's going to block. And, you know, Mickey is right about this, too, is well, it, we tend to bring that guy inside and it draws another guy in the box. And if you're not a good enough blocker, that's a detriment. But he is a good enough blocker. On the crack toss they scored on the other day, it was him and Jeff Swain that really set the edge. And, you know, you got to be a powerful guy. You can't get driven back into a pulling Travis Frederick and a pulling Tyron Smith. So, as far as is he making a huge impact to like uh, a Wouzier and, and Lewis and Woods? No, he's not. But is he doing everything that they've asked him to do? Yeah, I think because you know, his blocking has been very good from that aspect. He's seventh round pick. He was. He's found a role. Seven is a seventh. Well, wait, wait, my scene. Six, six, I six. Seven. I thought it was seven. Seven. No, yeah, they seven. two sevens. Six was yeah. there wasn't a six, six, and then they went up to go get Xavier Woods. There you go. There you go, Tay. Thanks for. 
paying attention to the draft. I need to do a better job. Go. You really, you, you need <laughs> to get better on the draft. I need to get stuff, better on right? the draft. Get just, on it. Just yeah. focus on the draft. But, 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 so he's, he's played his most snaps the last two games. Yeah. He had 16 right. against Washington and 24 this last game. Now, Butler was out the last game. Right. Uh, those were the two most snaps he's had since San Francisco. Has he bothered you as being an, an, an active no, guy? No, I mean, it's okay. I just, I mean, I I was just always surprised that everybody was all over this guy when they drafted him, and he was only a seventh-round pick. Like, yeah. this guy was going to be the savior of the wide receiver court. Right. It's like that he was going to put Bryce Butler seventh, on the street. Yeah, he's a seventh-round pick. Upside. Yeah, and let's you know, and he's he's made a, a role for himself. More hype special him, teams. more hype him or or Switzer. Yeah. Definitely Switzer. Yeah, Switzer. Yeah, but yeah, but only because Beasley was hurt during OTAs, and right. Switzer got all the snaps with his spot. And in, in, in I think well, between okay, practice. I guess my question needs to be between Switzer and Brown. Who would you thought had would be in the most best contributor? Definitely, I would say Switzer, just because you were looking for a punt returner that could do something. Kick returner as well. Yeah, yeah. a kick returner. And yeah. to see him have success there. Oh, we, we blew smoke up his rear. I'm guilty of that. You, Switzer. you think you gave him too much? Oh, yeah, I gave him too much because Mickey's right. We looked at the OTA stuff. We saw, hey, look, and he could do the things that he could do the things that, uh, that Beasley can do. But so when find was the a last way. time a slot receiver was picked in the fourth round? Well, you well, they, they, return they, guy. Yeah, they were going to see. They were trying to draft the Pumphrey kid from San Diego State, who led the nation in rush. I mean, yards. Return. Yeah, I mean, Philadelphia went up and got him, and so, you know, that was that one kind of kicked him a little bit in the butt. You know, they were looking for a guy that like, could be the runner, the change of pace, the guy that Mickey. Guy Mickey's at, talking yeah, about. Mickey, yeah, Mickey's guy. He, that Mickey, was my guy. Pumphrey was the guy at San Diego State, and the Cowboys were listening to Mickey because they saw it. They're saying, okay, let's get this Pumphrey guy. All of a sudden, now kind of word gets out. Whoa, hey, the Cowboys are at these workouts. Uh, Pumphrey was the guy they were talking to. Boom! Next thing you know, hey, let's go up. What a name! Yeah, yeah. But that's that. I, I think that I think that that and I and I'm just, I'm guilty of this of what I saw from Switzer. Switzer's college tape at North Carolina was not bad at all. Really? And you're watching Mitch Mitch Trubisky play at North Carolina. You're seeing him throw the ball a lot to Switzer and throwing the ball down the field more than what we've seen from. Um, when Beasley. Mm-hmm. So it made sense. It's like, okay, go get this guy that's got no fear. We've seen some really positive things from him running the football. I mean, when as far as uh, as far as some of the return stuff. Yeah. I, I like the fact he takes the ball and goes forward, and it might be 10 yards. Mm-hmm. It might be 26 yards. Mm-hmm. But he's he's taking the ball and going forward with it. I, I disagree with you a little bit on Noah Brown. I don't think anybody thought he was going to save – the wide receiver core, especially they, not this year. Well, we I, were, think, oh, I think we, I don't know. No, we were worried. Get, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. But we were worried, I think, though, that Noah Brown, and I, to your point, I think we were thinking Noah Brown, when the numbers, we didn't know they were going to carry six receivers. Yeah. We were trying to figure out how they were going to get him on the team, and the obvious spot became, oh, look, he has a similar build to Bryce Butler. And he was gonna he was gonna put Bryce Butler on the street. I never felt that way because okay. we've seen Des miss games, and if Des misses games, and he hasn't this year. I don't think. Uh, 
you got Bryce who has proven he can step in and do it. You need a veteran behind him. But when you're in the seventh round, you know this. I mean, yeah. you're looking for traits, and he's That's a big-bodied receiver paying attention. who That's can good. get up yeah. and, and you know be physical and make plays. And I think people saw that OU game and thought, well, this guy's you know he dominated Oklahoma. And then and everything went downhill the next 12 well, games. But for the seventh round, I think oh, there's I some upside there. But I didn't think he was going to come in and take Bryce Butler's job. And Bryce Butler let you know during training camp and preseason, you're not taking my job. Right. He had a really good camp. The guy's no, got, he was good. You're right about that. He's got four catches. Yeah. Okay, so his value has been special teams and coming in as a blocker uh, when they go three or four wide. You know what's sad now about these? Some first round receivers don't have that kind of production. Where's Laquan Treadwell? Yeah, well, there Treadwell, look, the kid that Cincinnati took the kid from Washington that was that Ross. Ross that but everyone kind of knew that was a well, was an injury. Oh, injury thing. Yeah, yeah, but, he was but, an injury dude. Yeah, right? he was an injury dude. But I, I, I'll tell you what, there are, you know, there were a lot of receivers that, that were picked in the top ten, two, actually two of them, that haven't had nearly the – receiver's a very, very difficult position to come into and to be a, a contributor immediately. I know people out there are going to cite guys for me, but I, I'm just telling you, though, that's one of the things when you're looking at the second and the third year of where the development really, really is. You've got to learn how to escape. Where did Odell go? What was his pick? Obviously, he was a first-round guy. but He was 13 overall yeah. with 13 the overall. Giants. Yeah, I think I'm right about that. Why is it a tougher adjustment? Than other positions. I think what happens to these receivers is they the, the route running is so much different than in, in college. You know, you get guys that are yeah. that are good route runners. They develop they de- they develop the ability. You, you can be quick and escape and all that. That's the problem that a lot of these college receivers have is they don't play against defensive backs unless you're playing in Ohio State or somebody like that. That Alabama that's got quality defensive backs. You don't see a high level. Of, of defensive backs against you, and all of a sudden you get in the NFL, a guy that might not be uh, you know, uh, an elite or a Pro Bowl corner can still be effective against you if you don't know how to escape and you don't know how to run routes. Well, if you go watch, you know, go watch college, go watch the spread yeah. offense, those receivers are running to a spot. Yeah. They're not running a pattern and adjusting to the defense they see. Right. And then they get here, and it's like, oh, I'm not running to yeah. a spot, turning around and looking at the quarterback. Huge problem for Des Bryant throughout his career. Yeah. One of the things when Derek Dooley came on board was I've got to develop, I've got to make him a better route runner. You know, we've seen when Des can escape initially, then he can develop into a route. But that's a big, big problem for a lot of these college uh, college receivers that come in the league. And again, it's just not Noah Brown. It's it's anybody that's been coming in. I mean, we we've seen that uh, kind of play out throughout history. That's why it's hard on the quarterbacks too, because yeah, they're is. not running routes. They're well, running to a spot, and you just look for the spot, and that's where I'm going to throw the well, ball. Well, look look what's going on with da- with with Dak. I mean, you, you know, if Terrence Williams and, and Dez and those guys don't run good routes, it's a guy like Beasley. Beasley had so much success last year because what was he doing? He's a little good little route runner. He knows how to get open. You know, they try and they're doubling him now, which has taken away a lot of his ability. But last year, when they were playing him with single coverage, you know, he boom, boom, boom. He know, you know, he knows how to shake loose. Yeah, he shake loose. All of a sudden, that's they say it's very quarterback friendly when you play with a guy like that. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, let's take our first break here in the SWBC Mortgage Studio. When we come back, though, we will have more news. What's going on out at practice and looking forward to the Giants. Stay tuned. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. 
Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Ice cold Dr. Pepper and the Dallas Cowboys go way back. They belong together, like Texas in football, silver and blue, shotgun formations and Hail Marys. Having a Cowboys football party without Dr. Pepper is like having Thanksgiving without the Cowboys. Basically, we wouldn't recommend it. So next time you have a tailgate, home gate, or whatever else kind of gate, grab some ice-cold Dr. Pepper for you and your friends to enjoy. It's a Dallas Cowboys tradition. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See below for details. This is Talkin' Cowboys. In football, often the quickest plays mixed with some good old-fashioned ingenuity are the key to winning. Kind of like Tommy John's horizontal quick-draw fly. It's the most intuitive, simple, and speedy feature that other underwear brands just don't have. Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. Thank you, Rob. Before we get to any more news for the Raiders, we are going to go to the phone lines and a friend of the show, Nebby, is on the line. Uh, uh, hi, everyone. Hey, Neb. Uh, 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 do you, uh, do you, uh, do you all believe, as I do, uh, 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 that Sean Lee is just as valuable to our team as, uh, Zeke is? And I just want to say that in order for us to beat the Oakland uh, uh, Raiders, we have... We have to put uh, 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 pressure um, on uh, 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 Derek Carr, and we have to get uh, 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 sex as well as force him uh, 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 to hold the ball longer. Uh, um, uh, 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 we have to force him to hold the ball uh, uh, longer. Uh, 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 than he wants to. And before I go, I just want to say that uh, we, we as fans have absolutely no right to throw anything at players, coaches, or anybody uh, 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 for that matter. And anybody who chooses to do those things uh, should be banned from all NFL uh, 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 stadiums. Uh, take care. Thanks for being patient with me, and uh, have a great week. Bye. Thanks, Nubby. Great points he brought up because of the fact, you know, I heard in Coach Garrett's press conference, I think it was Dave asking Coach Garrett, 
what he thought about Derek Carr. Yeah. You know, and what he'd seen from him. And he sure. mentioned a lot of what Nebby just brought up. So really good points. Yeah. Really, really good points. Yeah, and this is going to be a difficult game from the aspect of the pass rush because what's going to happen is that the 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 Raiders very similar to the Cowboys in their way of protecting the quarterback. Mm-hmm. It's a big offensive line. It's I think Rob talked about it almost like in the nineties when they had those, with the exception of Mark Stepnowski. You know, Hudson, the center, though, is a very athletic guy. Like, but they've got some very big guys. And, you know, it, it'll be, uh, you know, the, the matchup, though, the good matchup, though, is with Marshall Newhouse at that right tackle spot against Lawrence. Now, what will happen is I don't see the Raiders just allowing Lawrence to play against him one-on-one. I think they're going to put somebody over there. I think they're going to chip him. I think they're not, they're not going to let him rush be nice if David Urban could play in this game because these guys they'll struggle with movement and I want a little bit better movement from my defensive line in this game make these guys have to chase you a little bit and that's what they have but if you rush these guys down the middle Derek Carr will have all day to throw the football and and even though the receivers have had problems catching it Uh they're capable of making plays down the field He's only been sacked 17 times. Yeah. So they've done a good job they don't. either getting the ball out or protecting him. He will I mean, they don't have a prolific passing attack, but right. he got the ball out. Yeah. And yeah, and they'll they'll see what happened last week the Giants did to to uh, DeMarcus Lawrence. There was a couple of times they had two offensive linemen right. on him. Yeah. Like he couldn't spin inside cuz the guard was picking him up. Yeah. So Carr hurt his back in week 4 at that old dreaded transverse process yeah. fracture. That's not a product of, of poor protection up front. You still see yeah. them doing a pretty good job. Yeah, I, I think that overall, like Mickey said, the 17 – you know, I watched the last two games. I mean, Kansas City, you know, can put pressure on you, and I thought they did a pretty good job of holding up overall in that. You know, the Giants got nothing really on him as well, and they've got a couple of good guys. So, yeah, it's a it's a uh, – it's a difficult task to have to deal with these guys because they are so big and they lean on you the whole game. Mm-hmm. It's lean on you, lean on you, lean on you. So, again, keep guys moving. I, I, that, that's where when they're reaching is when they get in trouble. When everything is overextended or off balance, that is when they're at their worst. Absolutely. And he's right about throwing stuff at people. Yeah. Good point. Now. I'd send them guys into the stands after him. Uh, no, we don't want violence, don't want but that. we don't want, uh, we don't want that type of behavior either. You know? But if we want to stay on the topic of controversy and we've been talking a lot about officiating this week, of course, this is the first time that the Cowboys will be seeing Gene Steratore. I always pronounce yeah, it wrong. Right. I can never yeah. say it right. Yeah. He'll be officiating the game on Sunday. And if you guys don't know his name, I'm sure you do. If you were watching the 2014 playoff game. When, of course, the catch-no-catch no catch uh, decision was called. Oh, yeah. he's the guy. He, he was the guy. He's the yeah. guy. He was the guy. And, and Gene's an interesting guy because he's very much a – he's very much a uh, – you know, they'll be wearing long sleeves, and he pushes up his sleeves. So, so you know, you got Hockley will just go short sleeve. Well, Gene is like a very much push-up-the-sleeve, and he's kind of a no-nonsense guy. He's one of these – you know, you, you have the call. He's kind of a holding – offense he's like you know get, let's get to the line come on you know he's one of those let's kinda, keep it going yeah let's keep it going but you're absolutely right he was and I want to say this is I want to I believe I'm right about this he was a referee in the Seattle Jacksonville game last week yes. got out of hand and the weird thing is is they only called three holding calls yeah yeah 
on on the offensive lineman. Oh yeah. no! So it doesn't sound like they're big on holding. <laughs> no, but the, he's a very much a kind of a no nonsense. He's a he's a he's a, a brass tax kind of. A well, man. he's a basketball official too, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so he's used to getting yelled at. You know, he's, he's one of those guys. He but, wouldn't mind ejecting no. LeBron James. No, he no probably qualms. He, he have no qualms. But yeah, he's a college basketball official. When he's not doing NFL games. Ah, okay. And so he. But he, yeah, he he refereed the Jacksonville game last week, which got out of hand at the end. Mm-hmm. And then again, Tay's right that playoff game at Lambeau Field, he was part of that. But he was a referee in an all-star crew, so it wasn't his crew that was causing all the mayhem. I think he got influenced on that decision by New York. There's no doubt about it, because we were standing on the sidelines, and when because right across the field from us was the replay booth or the replay mm-hmm. box or. Whatever, whatever they're they would call that thing now, and, they, and 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 he he walked. The ball was right in front of us, and he walked right back to where the ball was thrown on fourth down. And I and when I saw him walk that way, I you said, knew. I looked at Helm and I said, "You're right. We're not going to get this one." And sure enough, he you know, and that was the only challenge that Mike McCarthy won all year. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, we bring up the holding because he knew who was in New York. Yeah. We bring- know. We bring up the offensive holding calls. The Dallas defense has drawn this season seven in total, four of those in September. Yeah. So it's pretty crazy. Obviously, they went three weeks. They've gone five weeks a stretch where they haven't had any. And I'm going to say this. They haven't played offensive lines that are that great. You know, a great, a good enough to say, okay, th- this line's just so good they're not going to hold you. Yeah, it's fair sometimes, to say there's Sometimes you play the Cowboys. I mean, you know, when they get a holding call, you know, when a Tyron Smith gets a holding – or Zach Martin or Fred, whoever gets a holding, you're kind of like going, well, God, really? That okay? That is holding. Yeah. But you know, I mean, generally, you're not gonna when you play a team that's got really good linemen, you're not gonna get holding calls. But I, I think a lot of these teams have not yeah. had really good offensive lines. To have three all pros on your offensive line and they're getting called for more holding calls than you know than yeah the other team, it, it just doesn't make sense. Uh, and and, t- and on top of that, you have a defensive line that has gotten pressure this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they've struggled getting to the passer. You have the second leading sacker in the NFL. So it is it is surprising, and I'm sure you know the Cowboys have talked about it with the league, trying to get them to take a closer look at it. You think only two holdings in 10 games is not equitable? Doesn't I would say not. Doesn't seem that way. No. No? no. You got a theory for it? You know, I, I don't subscribe to the you conspiracy theory, conspiracy theory but I, I, I think it's incompetency sometimes. I think what happens as you go along in the season, these referees try to let the games be decided by the players. I think the last three weeks, the next, well, the next three weeks, the Cowboys are probably not going to get any holding calls. Mm-hmm. But then again, I don't think holding is going to be called on them either. You know, I might be totally wrong about that. I mean, we'll, we'll see. You got a couple of games here. You got good pass rushers here against Oakland. You got good pass rushers in Seattle, and of course, we'll see what happens in Philadelphia with that game if they play them. Yeah. yeah, but I have a feeling what happens when it gets down to the end of the season. My experience has been that these officials, like Gene, I think they'll stay out of this game. I really do. I think they just want to move the game along, let the players decide it. If if there's something egregious that needs to be called, call it. You know, but they'll they will let some things go in these games. But the problem for the Cowboys, it's been going on all year, mm-hmm. and now get ready for, you know, the officials. Yeah, I don't think the officials want to insert themselves in these games now when it means you either win or you or you win or you go home. I, I don't think they want to be a part of that. 
That's the, that's the league just doesn't want that. What were you going to say, Rob? I, I I agree with that. It's just if it's blatant, call it. I mean, there's it, no doubt. There, no, a lot, it, yeah. a lot of this is subjective. Yeah. But if you see a guy taking somebody to the ground, I mean, you have to call yeah. it. You know, so I mean, I don't care. I, I'm I'm going to get picky on you know, okay, his hands were outside on the shoulder pads; they weren't inside. But when you start grabbing guys around the waist, you got to call it, mm-hmm. and especially from behind, got to call it. I mean, it's exactly what happened in the playoff game last year against Green Bay. David Irving's going to sack Aaron Rodgers. Right. And the, guy, the center guard grabs him from behind and tackles yeah. him. When it goes beyond the 50-50, hey, you could call holding here. Yeah. Let's see, but, once again, it's a playoff game. I, yeah, I don't yeah. care. That, that's, and I don't no, care if it was the last no, game of the season. No, and you're, and you're right. And that, but that's the experience that we've had. I know my experience is it tends, when it gets to the end, these officials try and stay out of it. You know, it's, it's like – it's not as it's not as bad as hockey playoffs. Hockey playoffs is the best when it comes to you basically have to take your stick and just smash somebody in the face with it to get a call. The NBA's like that too. You get to a game seven and they just they just Yeah, but we're we're they don't talking, blow the whistle. We're talking ten games. We're talking oh, going back oh, no, to it's over. game three. No, 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 and no, game no. Yeah, four. We're over no we're over that. I mean yeah. you're not but you're not don't like Rob says, if if you see it, they're gonna call it. But I just don't have a feeling it's going to be with, with so many games. Now, you might get a game where two teams, it doesn't matter. It, the game doesn't matter. Okay, you'll get your but, – but the league knows, okay, hey, it's now win or go home for these teams. So let's make sure that we're not affecting the way the game goes one way or another. One of the reasons why Seattle's been successful in playoffs – they let their DBs get away with murder. Well, that's New England was the same way for years. New England in that Rams Super Bowl yeah. 15 yeah. years ago was, hey, we're going to grab you and we're <laughs> yeah. going to dare you to blow the whistle and throw the flag yeah. every, every time. And if they you, didn't, you if know? You, if you and see, they got away with it. Yeah, yeah, if you see them not making calls, if Gene Sterstrom's crew doesn't make calls, then play. Yeah. Go, go play. Keep it going. But if you're the Cowboy Rushers right now, you know you're not going to get calls. You cannot let that affect you going into this game. You're playing against a really good. You're playing against a good offensive line protection wise. You better you better find a way to win on your technique because you're not going to get it. Let's go to the just don't go don't hold them either. Yeah, yeah. Let's go to the phone lines now. We have Ray from New Orleans. What is your question? Hey, how y'all doing? Doing great, thank you. Uh, We had a great time in New York. We went to the game. Uh, I'm just riding this wave. We'll see what happens coming up. Yep. I guess my question would be. when Zeke comes back, do you guys think he'll be like 20, 25 carries a game? Or do you think that would I'm, – I'm sure that's got to take some time. And then um, maybe um, our, our kicker, Dan Bailey, he struggled this week. But maybe there's still a lingering, a lingering uh, injury there. I just call to talk a little Cowboys and say hello. And we had a great time at the game. And um, my – out of all the scenarios making to the playoffs, you guys were talking about yesterday – and fans are looking at the schedules also. The Lions, man, are the ones that worry me the most because they only play, I think, Cincinnati, and uh, they may they may um, win out. That's my biggest fear right there, the Lions schedule, if we can win our games. Thank you. I think the Lions are the least of their worries. Yeah, don't they play the Packers, though? I mean, don't yes. the Packers finish up the year with the Lions yeah, and stuff they like do. that? They do. Yeah. It, you know, I think it's exciting every year. You look at that Week 17 schedule, and it's obviously all divisional games, yeah. and it's it's always fun to see and makes a huge difference. Yeah, it does. The Lions got Chicago at Cincinnati and Green Bay, but their their record can't be better than the Cowboys. No. 
So if the, and we know the Cowboys got to win out, so they would both finish at ten and six. Yeah. So I just then it a, comes down to the tiebreaker. I have a feeling. Actually, you would like to get in a tiebreaker with Detroit in a three way, right? Because because they, then that would throw away the head to head head to head stuff, uh, right? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. See, that's the thing about it is though you have to figure out you know with the with the way the situation. I I think the fifth seed in this tournament is going to be the the second place team in the NFC South. I right, think right. it's either going to be Atlanta, Carolina, or the Saints. Yeah, it still could be the West. Well, I don't know. I have a feeling though because if you could take care of well, if you beat the Rams, the Rams, Seattle. the Rams could beat. I think you need the Rams to beat the Seahawks. Myself, I think you need the Rams to win that division because they've already beaten you. Am I right about that? I mean, they have been. Yeah, yeah, just get so, them out yeah, of the way. So, yeah, get yeah. them out of the way. Let them take care of Seattle. Get them another loss, and then you take care of them next week. And, and they it, play get, this Sunday. Yeah, and then get ahead of them. That's, yeah. how, that's how you have to do that. You know, but I think a, ran, a, a Seattle victory there, I think, is not good for you. Yeah. But, but I think the fifth, the fifth seed in this thing, now you're playing for the sixth seed. Okay, now who? that's going to come down to who? That's going to come down to... Uh, Seattle's in that spot right now. Am I correct about that? Correct. Okay, we need to get Seattle out of there. You Actually, need... Atlanta's, I think, just above them. Are they? I, I thought for some reason that, that... Let's see. I thought Atlanta was still sitting in the in the seven. Carolina, Atlanta, Seattle. Okay. Five, six, and seven right now. Yeah, okay. There you go. You need you need you need some help from Tampa too, and that's who knows. Yeah, you're not good luck with them. Yeah, you've, I've asked for help them last couple of weeks, and it just hasn't. I don't think they. I don't think Zeke steps right in and they give him 25 carries. I think they'll do something closer to what they did with Sean Lee and give him a series here and a series there to to sit out. Yeah, Rob, I saw you posted about Dan Bailey earlier today, and Coach Garrett gave an update there for Ray. Yeah, it doesn't. They don't believe it's it's a lingering thing with his with the uh, groin injury, groin hamstring, whatever you want to call it. It, it. Tough day at the office. I think that's that's kind of what happened, and uh, extremely rare for him. I I think they fully expect him to to bounce back. And again, I mean, those were a couple long field goals. Tough place to kick. Uh, it's the extra point that kind of puzzles you a little bit. But uh, as the poll will show potentially next segment. I mean, he's, he's, he's arguably the hey, most steady guy they got. Hey, great segue, Rob. Let's take our final break. When we do come back, we will have that Twitter poll for you guys and so much more, so stay tuned. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas-based Jack Black, is the number one best-selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit GetJackBlack.com Cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black, look good, smell good, feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. 
I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit stetson.com cowboy to find a retailer nearest you. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. This is Talking Cowboys. Hey, are you guys going to get some Papa John's pizza this week? Yada. Always. Because should. those ingredients, like the veggies, fresh, whole, never frozen pepperoni, 100% pork and beef, and with ingredients like that, you have better pizza, and it's Papa John's. Got the College Bowl season starting Saturday. It is. Yes. Right. So go ahead and get you some Papa John's. A lot of good So games. many bowls. Some, some game that you're just going to be riveting you want to watch? Yeah. They're all hey, fun. any team that gets six gamble wins, on the games, Nikki, you watch them, you know. Gamble you give on the props games. too. Yep. So we hinted at it. Rob's Twitter poll. I'm assuming it has something to do with steady players. Yeah, I think Brian, you might have brought this up just kind of off the cuff yesterday. Yeah, is Bailey throughout his career the most steady guy on this roster? Just week in, week out, his job performing. And so I got curious. So I brought up four choices, sort of. Really, it's like seven. Besides gold jacket wit, he's in a different category, stratosphere, 15 years. Who's been the most consistent for the Cowboys over the years? Bailey's an option. LP Latticer, mm. long snapper. Sean Lee. And I didn't know how to separate these three all-pro linemen, so I put Tyron, Travis, and Zach all together. You guys got a choice? Wow. That's a good list. The LP one was, a, was, was really good. I mean, you don't you don't think about that. Pro bowler. I mean, yeah. Again, I, former deep snapper myself. He's had a couple of wayward ones, you know. If, and if you have a couple of wayward ones, you're, you're not on deep street. snapping long. Yeah, yeah. You're on my wayward son. Yeah, right, but Kansas. I'll tell you what, though. How many how many snaps in a row though has Latticeur? It's they haven't had a bad one. I don't think not since I've been working with the team. Right. There was a a time last year. Actually, it was this. It was the oh. same time that the Cowboys were playing the Giants last year, so week 14. And it was very odd because they had a Sunday night football game and all these different long snappers were going out in games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, okay, well, who's the Cowboys' backup long snapper? Yeah. And obviously, you know, superstition, you never say anything to the special teams coaches. Oh, did you ask? No, gosh. I did. No. I got ripped. You did before? Oh, I no, this, is a, this was a preseason game I was doing. This was probably three years ago. And I asked Basaccia, like, oh, I, I, was, kn- I know how super. I, I was doing the I was doing the game on the radio with Brad, and I asked, I, I was on the field. I go, hey, Rich, who, by the way, who is your backup long snapper? Oh, no. Just you know, just trying and, to have knowledge. Yeah, just trying to in case something happened. You this know, or, is a good or, question. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm doing the game. Yeah. I don't want to get caught. You know, Brad said, well, Brian, who do you think? You know, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I so he looked at me, and I mean, like f bomb after f bomb after. F, I'm like. Just I just go, hey, I'm doing the game on the radio. He goes, I don't give up. And then, and I said, okay, 
I Thank got, you. I walked away. <laughs> walked Last away. year, we found out that it was Emmett Cleary because yeah. actually in that game, why I said that, you know, I was thinking this before the game. I'm like, well, who cares? LP is always, always good. The very end, final quarter, he, he banged up his knee a little bit. Yeah. And uh, was out for one series, I believe, but it didn't matter. It didn't matter, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I would say, I would think, man, Sean Lee's a tough one too because every time he plays, it, you know, good things seem to – Four and he plays so many snaps. Anthony Hitchens now. Yeah, uh, yeah, four zero this season with him and Hitch together. Yeah, and everything he's asked to do in terms of, you know, he's kind of the point guard, quarterback yeah. of the defense. So what do you got, Mickey? Mickey's Mickey's studying. Just for doing some here. studying here for my poll. Huh? For your poll? Yeah. What for do you got? Poll? You got a right in or you got a no? Okay, who you got? Who won? You're not going to say. You're not going to give a guess. <laughs> We only have an hour on this show. All right. The winner of today's poll is LP Latticer, yeah, 38%. Dan Bailey right behind at 35%. Special teams. They yeah. they just stay consistent. And yeah. I think you could even have put Chris Jones in there. Absolutely. Yeah. Gotten better and better since he's been here. I was counting up the kickers that have had at least 20 extra point attempts. Oh, okay. And six of them are perfect. <laughs> yeah. There's 42 listed here everybody but Uh of the guys that had at least 26 are perfect so dan bailey is one short of perfect for the first time in his life oh geez and it's not a chip shot anymore either by the way so you were saying dan bailey your dan bailey was your consistent guy then yeah yeah okay i don't just you know what i mean i i that that was a really good poll because i was thinking a lot of sore we don't nearly talk about him nearly enough sean yeah, and you know, yeah. and then Dan Bailey though. It, other than the miss, that's the one that bothered me. The two fifty-yard right. field goals didn't bother me. The, the extra point, the miss extra point from thirty-three yards. I'm thinking, don't let me have to kick one of those thirty-three-yard field goals and have a miss. I think he made an overcorrection, maybe because yeah. the be. wind was playing with the long field goal. I little quick story, real quick. Please calling a high school game, state playoff game. We're in overtime. Kids made a hundred straight extra points for Coppell, and then he missed, mm-hmm. and they lost. The, they got knocked out of the state playoffs, third round on a missed extra point. Yeah, made a hundred straight, and that that, that, that crushed, that, right? That, oh yeah. yeah. I mean that, that. But you think about it, the kicking. The kicking. You just you, you take so much for granted with Dan Billy, and then he make, misses a field goal. He missed. It hits the upright. You're going, oh okay, yeah okay. It's fifty three yards. Tough chance. Then he has the ball just blow completely to the right on the 50-yard, and you're going, okay, something's not right here. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, well, the Cowboys go up. Everybody's cheering, cheering, cheering. Extra point, no good. Man, timeout on the field, you're going, he just missed an extra point. That doesn't okay, happen. Yeah, that doesn't happen. What, what? What's, and everybody just kind of goes into the refrigerator and gets a sandwich, you know, where Nate and I were sitting there like, did he just miss another – did he miss an extra point? Yeah. And then it became, well, something's not right with this. But he made one. Yeah. He did. Made one field goal. What was it, 21 yards? Yeah. Hey. Second most accurate kicker now. That's right. Who's he behind? Uh, the Tucker. 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 Oh, no. And Tucker's got swag. That's the one thing oh, I'll yeah. say I really like I about him. You, you don't think Dan Bailey's got some swag? I, I just don't think that he has. Like, Tucker kicked, I think it was... Tucker's performed in front of the opera. Two weeks ago, had something where he did, you know, he had a very long field goal, might have been 60 yards, something like that, and he's had 60 yards before. 
and he kicks it and it goes in and he does like you know oh he's a performer like gladiator yeah like yeah he's kind of a come at me yeah he's, he's kind of a, a showman. showman kicker yeah he's a showman a grammatica mickey what's my yeah. guy's name at philadelphia the elliot kick? is it elliot it's Good elliot job. way to go tay way to know your players Right. Other day in the in Los Angeles, he makes a 62-yard field goal. Oh yeah, we were all watching that on the plane. And he, they took they took it off the board. They had a they had a leverage call. That that's something that you don't always see. They made a leverage call and gave him 15 yards, and the Eagles took the ball and just kept driving. Yeah. But here you are. This guy kicks a 62-yard field goal, and you. Ah, we'll take that off the board. That's okay. Well, and you look when Dan Bailey was had his Pro Bowl season two years ago when the team was four and twelve. You look at that and you think, okay, four and twelve. But really, there were a few games that season that they actually relied on him a lot. Yeah. Of course, the big win in Washington. But I'm trying to think. I think I asked Joe Trahan this the other day, our PR, uh, in our PR department, and he said. You know, he couldn't really remember exactly which game was the last one that they relied on Dan Bailey. He thinks it's the Washington Redskins sure. game. Sure. Game winner, wasn't it? Game winner. Yeah. Game winner. And he's were... had 10 in his career. Really? Mm -hmm. See, there you go. I mean, he's as respected as anybody on the team. So he should have won the poll. Well, he was right there. He was right there with his fellow operation kicker guy. Yeah. So, that, so we, but, we, but that might be a thing where the people take him for granted again. I know. I, I said that when he got hurt because it's like – all right, then you, you bring in Nugent, who's a solid kicker, but has struggled in those 40-something yard kicks, and Dan has always been completely money from there. Mm -hmm. Start oh. bouncing him off the upright. Right, you know? Yeah. So well, the, the kicker, I mean the kicker, the deep snapper, so Bronis can be a, the expert on this. Mm -hmm. You don't have any, any elements of conditions there to affect your deep snap, do you? Will the wind take a deep snap? You know, you know it might move it. Yeah. It might move it like the, you see, but... You know, the, the biggest problem I had one time, guy was throwing grass on my hand. Who was oh, doing as that? You're down on the ground. I, was, I, I had my hands. I went there, there, looked down. And the guy was throwing grass bits in the stance on the top of my hand. Like real grass. Real grass. Like, picking the, like in the stance, he's picking the grass up, and he was throwing it on the top of my hand. What team was this? Mississippi State. What'd you do? After the game, I went up to him and I Charging go, I, I go, I go. I've never had anybody do that to me. He goes, oh, I try and mess with people all the time. I seriously went was up. Was he laughing? Oh yeah, we were both laughing. But I had never had somebody throw grass on my hand before. Now you can pick up the dirt, the the, the little the pellets, pellets, the pellets, throw them on the guy's but it was, hands. But I was like, I was there, and I looked down, I looked up, looked down, and also I feel like bits. I look up again, and then I look down. I'm like, I snap, and I'm like, and he kept doing it. You know, it was one of those things that it was just trying like to be every time or yeah, just one time. Just try to be irritating. You didn't go Jacksonville on him? No. Unsportsmanlike no. conduct. There's things, there's all kinds of things you will do to people. <laughs> oh, I love it. Worked it worked after the game. What was know, the guy's name? Darren Woodson did a great feature yesterday on NFL Live. I don't know if you guys were able to catch it, but go look for it. He he interviewed Jalen Ramsey, and a majority of their interview was talking about how Jalen Ramsey, just a second year guy, has had so many trash talking stories. Oh yeah. Me. You know, and what yeah. he does to getting guys' heads as far as covering big-time receivers. And sure. it was very interesting. I thought, you know, of course, Darren is such a great guy to do that because he's such a nice guy, but mm -hmm. he, oh, he Darren will talk. Darren, Darren yeah. will talk some trash, too, with you now. Yeah. He will talk some trash yeah, so in, in, a, in, a, in a good way, though. It was great. Let's go to David from Texas. What is your question, David? Hello. 
Hi. Hey. I want to say hi to everybody. It's my first time to call in. I listen to you all when I walk. I walk 20,000 steps a day, Woo. and I listen to you all all the time. So I appreciate that. Thank, Thank you. I've lost Thank about you. 30 pounds. Hey, Good. me and Brian try to get our steps in. Yeah. So Thank you're an inspiration. That, glad we could help you out. Absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you, Mickey. I've been listening to you all for so long. Listen, Brian, i got a question for you. I've been yeah. wanting to pick your brain about this for so long. Can you explain, please, about zone blocking and what the opposite of that is? Because I remember you all talking about how Darren McFadden did not really fit into that pattern. And I wondered if, uh, if that was why we couldn't score touchdowns with him. But I just wanted to know if you could explain the, the offensive line blocking, yeah. like what we use and how that works opposed to whatever else there is. Yeah, well, the difference, like, is, of course, the difference is zone blocking, man blocking. Man block, zone blocking is you take a read step, and then if, if, that, if the man shows, and usually your, your step is based on the guy's knee. If the knee comes to you, he's your guy. If the knee goes away, you go up onto the second level or you go up on your path. So that's kind of the zone blocking. Man blocking is, okay, that's your guy no matter what. You know, you're responsible for the center's responsible for the nose. The backside guard's responsible for the linebacker. So that's really really the, the biggest difference. It's just about the alignment of where guys are, and it's about the technique that you use. So you say, okay, we're a zone-blocking team. Man comes to you. He's yours. That's why you sometimes you'll see, uh, like, Frederick will pass a guy off uh, to Martin behind him, and then they'll just go up the side because you'll have two guys responsible, like the, 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 the center of the guard are responsible for, say, the nose and the backside linebacker. And so that's what they do. It's, it's a two-on-two block, and it just happens to be if the guy appears into your area, that's you take him, and then I'm going up on the second level. So you have to have a lot of coordination between the two on how you do things. So it seems like if, uh, if you had guys who were out for a while or new guys coming right. in like we've had to deal with this year, that would present more of a problem. I think that's probably why our running game stalled so much at the beginning of the year. Yeah. I won't take up any more of your time, guys. I'm homesick today. I'm a teacher. I'm homesick today. But uh, oh, I appreciate teaching. the call. Hope you yeah. I'm, a, I'm a huge Romo fan, but I love Dak, too. So I'm really glad. I think the future is bright. Y'all got, have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. God Thank you. Thank you. Sounds like he would be a great teacher. Thank yeah. you, David, for teaching. Absolutely. So, so not an easy in job. This, in this zone blocking, you got to have a lot of trust for the guy next to you. To let a guy go and say, okay, he's yeah. going to pick him you, up. You, you know, and again, like I say, most – most guys will teach it as if the knee comes to you, it's yours. If the knee goes away, you're up. And then you trust the guy and you trust, next and, to you. And you up. trust. And that's why sometimes you'll see some guys backdoor plays, and then all of a sudden the guy can't get over. That's why you know, like, like cutoff blocks and stuff are so important. You'll, you'll see Travis, uh, You'll see uh, Tyron Smith, and he, he does this great. He actually gets – when he's cutting guys off – he will get depth like he's pulling. I mean, he instead of going flat or inside to cut off, he'll he'll take a deep drop and he then he's so good at turning the corner that the guy I mean, he cuts the guy off before he gets to and what he does by doing that, it allows when Elliot they take that ball and they'll push it and then they'll come back because he's just such a great wall. Him and Ron Leary were really good at that. I mean, Leary would, Leary would throw more, I mean, throw with the cut block more, where Smith would stay up on his feet. But that's, yeah, that's, a, that's really how that zone block and stuff that works. You do, you got to have a lot of trust 
that the guy next to you is, is reads it the right way. So, Rob, by you? the way, he's on IR, too. Yeah, I saw that. See that on Leary? Yeah. Oh. yeah. Back. Back, yeah. yeah. I, I hate that for him. I, I, I'm a big Ron Leary fan. He's I really a great am. guy. He is. Where are you headed to uh, later today? I am headed to Las Colinas, probably 30 minutes from here. Going to the Four Seasons? Going, yeah. To the spa? I got a hook there if you want to yeah, hang out. Golf Massage, today? golf, you know, get a couple <laughs> rounds in. Actually, I'll be hanging out in the lobby probably waiting for... Actually, <laughs> actually if you want, the eight, the uh, like their 19th hole, the, the, the uh, it's, a, it's a restaurant on the green is what they think they call it. It's actually got a really good burger in there if you want to go have it. You can go eat by yourself. Yeah, I'm going to enjoy a burger by myself. Wait on Jerry. I know there's the, meetings today in Dallas. I know the tennis pro could hook you up with yeah. the court go ahead. while you're waiting. We got all kinds of hooks for you there. Hey, great. I got the hey. buddy. It's a marketing director there. I mean, we got all kinds of stuff going what on. What are you expecting to hear from Jerry out there? Well, I I just imagine every reporter from every walk of the country is going to be wanting to talk to him because, you know, the storyline about Roger Goodell's contract and Jerry's, you know, thoughts on it. And, you know, it's the first opportunity, I think, since it's been done for all the owners to get together. Uh, and it's Jerry's. Jerry's backyard. So yeah, sometimes while I'm getting ready in the morning, I'll listen to YouTube videos or whatever. <laughs> you know, just kind of speeches. I like uh-huh. to hear speeches. And Jerry Jones Hall of Fame speech came up. Of course, this was back in August, and yeah. what he said about Roger Goodell back then was a little bit different than what we've heard lately. And it oh. it, w- it was very neat, though. You know, I think I think Jerry just wants a good NFL. I he does. He, he does. All he wants is the NFL to sustain and. Have a bright future. He's trying to pass it on to somebody else, you know, and and I, I he's always talked about that that you know the ownership of the Cowboys and stuff. But he's, I don't disagree with him about Roger Goodell. I really don't. I, I feel like they, laid out fair point. You know what? It, it, you know, to me, if they've got the compensation where it's now down to you have to get certain bonuses and so you have to obtain certain goals, I'm all for that. But he's right. He goes, why are we jumping into this now? You know why? What you know? What he, 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 I think he was eighteen months. They don't. Yes, I mean, they, it was. Yeah, correct. So you're basically giving him a whole another year's salary, a year and a half of you know extra salary. You know, and and why? You know, I, I don't. I to me, I don't. Uh, I don't think it's. I don't think it was the right thing to do. I think that. I think Jerry's absolutely right. Don't let's 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 look at what we have ahead here. You know, let's let's you know let's let's sit down with the commissioner and say. Hey, this is what we don't like. You know, this is what we're doing good, but this is what we don't like. You know, instead of just saying, okay, it's rubber stamp, let's move on, you know. I think there's some real issues that took place yeah, this well, year. There's some ch- new challenges that have cropped up in the league, and it's not just handling issues of alleged domestic violence, which is what, you know, obviously that's what the Cowboys have been involved in with Zeke. And, uh, Did you see what happened in Houston the other day? <clears throat> no. With that concussion thing, yeah. Oh, Tom Savage. Yeah, yeah. come on, really? That too. Like, I mean, yeah. you know, let's let's talk about that. Let's let's sit down and talk about discipline, like you said. You know, let's talk about concussion. Let's talk about some of the benefits for me for older players. So, I mean, let's kind of figure this out instead of just saying, okay, well, here's the uh, here's the NFL manual, operating manual for 2018, and here's the one for 2019, and here's the one for 2020. That's the way that pro- that program tends to run. You know, I always make fun of it that they all know the train schedule is going home to Connecticut, you know, but they're not thinking about you and I down here in this office. I think a lot of people don't have the constitution Jerry has for the unknown. Yeah. And so it's like if you don't have Goodell as your commissioner, they get scared. Yeah. What are we going to do? Who who are we going to get? The game is already suffering. Right. 
the game is suffering. Yeah. And, you, and you know, Jerry, he he he, he doesn't want to see loves, the game suffer, and he loves that. Yeah. He loves the unknown sure. to operate in sure. that unknown area. Sure, and he's not afraid of it. Yeah, if you have to make change, you go back to what they did with the TV contract, right? When they got Fox involved, yeah. yeah. Well, everybody else was like, "Oh, oh, we got to give money back. Got to give money, money back. Yeah. We can't do that. Yeah. Who, who's going to take? You know?" And then all of a sudden. Fox pays more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Rob, for being our representative out there. Got it. I'm sure you'll have great news Southcowboys.com. When we are same time, same place, same people. Don't we'll let them push Thursday. you around. Thank you. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!